permanent deacon talking. Issa, week six, year A. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down. Let the spirit come down on me to change my life around. Let the spirit come Welcome down. to the light and warmth of this Easter season. If you love me, keep my commandments, says the Lord, and I'll ask the Father, and he will send you another paraclete to abide with you forever. We begin with Father Gergen's prayer. Let us once again pray. Eternal Word, Jesus Christ, life-giving gospel, empower us, strengthen us, teach us, guide us. Help all that we do and all that we seek deepen within us and nourish our contemplative Christian lives. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I shall ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, that spirit of truth whom the world can never receive, since it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he is with you, he is in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come back to you. In a short time the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day you will understand that I am in my Father, and you in me and I in you. Anybody who receives my commandments and keeps them will be one who loves me, and anybody who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I shall love him and show myself to him. John carries on from last Sunday with more encouragement for his disciples who are bewildered and numbed with the sense of impending tragedy. The scene is set at the Last Supper, and by this time of night, a sense of foreboding must have enveloped the whole group. Even Thomas, Philip, and a chastised Peter must have seen that there was tragedy ahead. How could they go on without the presence of the Lord? They needed to be guided and comforted. Jesus quickly begins to act in the same way as a paraclete and tells them they will not become orphans, which just doesn't mean the obvious. Other translations use the word forlorn instead of orphan, and includes the idea of sadness and depression and the loss of a beloved friend. Jesus tells them, this will not happen. I'm coming back, he says, and that's the promise of the Holy Spirit of truth. Many themes in this final discourse of John are repeated or said again in a slightly different way throughout the chapters. 
It's thought that this is for the benefit of new Christians who have become believers through hearing the Gospels, either at the time of John's writing about the year 100, or for those who already know the full story of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. The work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of Christian communities, like that at the time of John, was well known. Paul and Peter had already written the epistles that we now have in the New Testament, describing the gift of the Holy Spirit in the early church. The importance of repeating the promise of the paraclete at the Last Supper is to encourage future Christians as well as the apostles. Archbishop Joseph Cassidy has said that this is to show the bright side of God, the warm spirit of life and the spirit of love. Most of us need comfort and guidance at some time in our life, and this Gospel tells us that this is the role of the Holy Spirit, to console us in our depression or sickness. We don't need to make difficult decisions on our own. We can't expect help in any conflict at home or work from anyone at all except the Holy Spirit. We really can rely on that help. Someone to turn to when we worry about exams or income. Someone who will offer guidance and support to our hearts. A paraclete is an enlightener, an advocate of someone who helps you to persevere when things start to become so difficult that without their help you could easily give up. In this case, it's spiritual help that's needed. And the paraclete spoken of in the Gospel is the Spirit of Truth, who will continue to teach the disciples and future Christians about God's love when the physical humanity of Jesus is no longer present. However, the Holy Spirit can also turn the tables and allow us to see the presence of Jesus and Father and Holy Spirit in the physical daily lives of Christians and even ourselves. Jesus tells us all this in John's description of the Last Supper, where the disciples are shown how to survive by loving each other, serving each other, as Jesus demonstrated. They can stay in the light and be guided in what to say by the paraclete. They must stay in the love of the Father, abide in Jesus, and keep his commandments of love. This is a survival seminar with a promise of life, joy and peace that the world cannot give. The apostles, disciples, early Christians and everyone to this present day is offered this promise by Jesus. Our part is to be attentive to the work of the Holy Spirit and recognise the signs, the chief of which is love. Finally, Jesus did keep his promise. Just a few weeks after the resurrection, the first reading shows us what happened to these cowering apostles in the upper room. What a transformation had overcome them. Philip, Peter and John are mentioned by name. And they were now strong, united, full of confidence and displaying the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Luke in the Acts of the Apostles says they were given the knowledge to preach the gospel effectively. They cured the sick and healed those troubled people they came across. They brought much joy wherever they were accepted. The other great sign of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift of love. We are asked to allow ourselves to be loved by God. 
Let Jesus speak to you about this love. Imagine being transformed. Imagine recognizing God's joy and love deep within you. Surrender to God's love and then see this as an opportunity to see the Holy Spirit in the role of a very dear friend, someone you know, or in the spiritual guidance of Jesus, someone to turn to. Always the Holy Spirit will be a comforter, a paraclete, the one who will come running to help us, heal us, and bring a loving, tranquil peace of mind. surrender 
Spirit come down on me and change my life around.